Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. This is a show where we dive into relatable topics for relationships, attachment styles, metaphysical teachings, trauma, and more. Thank you for joining in on these authentic conversations with medical professionals, experts, and so many influential guests who come to share their experience and add value to the lives of myself and my beloved listeners. Thank you so much again for joining me in Waking Up Together. Well, if you want to know how I can travel so much, you might want to check out World Packers. World Packers is the safest community for travel and volunteering. With World Packers, I can travel, collaborate, and make an impact going virtually anywhere in the world for close to nothing. We love that. All I do is type in a location and World Packers will list experiences I can browse through. With homestays and hostels to social causes or animal care, I can choose what I'm interested in and apply for a work exchange. You can even read through reviews to see past World Packers experiences and determine if it's a good fit. All you do is enter the dates and apply with a message to your host. World Packers has been an awesome way for me to meet other travelers, make new friends, go on endless adventures, explore the world, and learn about myself. I'm actually in Italy right now, and I can't wait to come to you live from Albania next. I already have my entire year planned, and you can see for yourself by creating an account at worldpackers.com, but be sure to use code Coletti to save $10 today. World Packers, where will you go next? trip has been crazy <laughs> well no it's been it's been great but just so much has changed in the last like four weeks so much it, I don't even like know where my mental health is at right now I, I honestly can't gauge it if I'm doing really good or if I'm just like wired and like manic or something <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, and well, let's first, I guess, just the gauge, like, have you stayed connected to any of your spiritual practices? Yeah, for the most part, I was um, meditating every day, doing my Pilates every day, yoga, journaling, mm. Um, so I've, I've done my like self-care rituals for the most part this last week. No, cause I've been so sick, but yeah, I have before that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, so what makes you question kind of like your, I'm not sure if I'm doing really good or really bad. Like what is making you question that? The last week, like right before I got the flu until currently I've made some very questionable life decisions. Um, so I'll start from when I, when I first came here, um, honestly, I am staying with the host family and they're so kind. The house is so beautiful. Um, the little boy that I'm babysitting, he's so cute and the family is just super welcoming and generous. And I like them a lot. Uh, I got so lucky because I get along with them so well and they're like a wealthy family. So like they feed me all organic foods and vegetables and like they're very holistic. So I, I got very, in the house with them. yeah, I have my own room. The house is like spotless. It's just, I, I don't know. I got very lucky with that. Okay. Um, because I wasn't expecting that at all, truthfully, but <laughs> it's better to be pleasantly surprised, I guess. So um, when I came to Rome, the only downside is that I'm very, very far from everything. Like where they live is gorgeous, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like to get anywhere, I have to take a bus that's like an hour to get anywhere. If I want to go further than, I don't know, the Colosseum or something, it's like two hours. Like it, 
So for the most part, I just stay in the house like all day because where am I going to go? I don't feel like taking the bus for two hours a day. And the, the couple times I've taken the bus, Michael, this one guy started jerking off like on my leg. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he started masturbating and the bus was open. And I'm like, why is this guy so close to me? And then his hips started getting closer to my arm. I'm like, fuck, I feel so uncomfortable. And then I saw he was touching his shit. So I moved. But and then a, a couple days ago, I take the public transportation. Some guy squeezes my ass. I'm like, what the fuck? So needless to say, I don't like taking the bus, but it's a lot cheaper than Ubering. So anyway, so it's like my first week. I'm like, oh, Rome, so cool. So I go to the city center where there's like the Pantheon and all that stuff. And I hang out with my friend um, that I met in December, a very nice girl. And I actually met up with a couple of girls. One girl I met when I was in France happened to be in Italy. She was from Japan. And then I met another girl from South Africa. So that was really all nice and well. Okay. So we're by the Trevi Fountain. When we thought of you, we thought of what you said, our last session. And I, I walked by near where Rom, his gelato store. And I'm like, I don't know why I had this thought, Michael. I'm sure we could psychoanalyze it. But I'm like, oh, let me go say hi to him. He'll probably be so happy to see me. I had like my hair and my makeup done and stuff. So I, so I'm online because there's a long line all the way down, which I don't know why because the gelato sucks. But I guess it's like the first one next to the Trevi Fountain. So that's why. So I'm on this line. And I'm thinking about our conversation, mine, your conversation where I'm like, there's no way I'm sleeping with him no matter what. And you're like, that's what an addict says right before they're about to use. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I won't do that. Michael's wrong. So I look up and I see him behind the gelato counter scooping for like the first time since I've seen him since New Year's Day. And I'm like, yep. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm like, nope, there's no way I'm resisting any temptation with this kid. And yeah, so in that moment, I was like, oh, Michael's right again. <laughs> so I'm like, choose yourself, Lauren, choose yourself, like what Michael said. So I approached the gelato counter, right? Thinking he's gonna, I don't know, be happy to see me because the last time we talked, when he called me like a week or two before I went to Rome, he's like, oh, we're such good friends. I'm, I'm, you'll always be my friend. Okay, he sees me. He's like, he sticks out his hand to give me a handshake. I'm like, what? A hand? Like, what is this? Like, so unfazed, Michael. Like, so unfazed you would have thought someone gave him like a one dollar bill like i was all and he was like what's up <laughs> and i was just like um okay so i felt really uncomfortable and i maybe stayed for 30 seconds before i realized like he wasn't making any conversation like you would have thought we were strangers i'm like okay i guess i'm gonna leave like bye so I left, didn't hear from him again after that. So I'm like, that's really weird. Like, does he not want to see me? I'm here. Like, he knows I'm coming. So then another week goes by, my dumb ass. I'm like, let me try again. Maybe he just had a bad day. <laughs> so humiliating, Michael. So embarrassing. So I'm, I'm over. I didn't go to the center to see him, but I went there because I needed to buy some things so I, I knew he was working so I go I'm like hey he's like do you want gelato I'm like no I don't want gelato like I came to visit you he's like I'm working 
Like, yeah, you're working, you're a fucking gelato scooper. You're not a neurosurgeon. Like, you can't say hi for five minutes. So after that, Michael, I left. And I felt so, like, I don't know if it was ashamed or so, like, so insignificant. I was like, wow, this kid really does not give a shit if he talks to me. Which was so weird to me, though, because he's the one that always would reach out to me through text, always would ask me, why do you unfollow me on Instagram? Always call me. He was always the one. And yet when I'm here, it's like, it's so meaningless to him. And he sent me a text like the next day after that second time, he's like, thanks for your money. Cause I bought a a water bottle. So I was just like, um, you're welcome. And I haven't heard from him since, and I haven't gone to see, see him again since, because that would just be so, like, dehumanizing in every single way. And um, I was really, really upset. I was so upset, Michael. I was so upset because I felt like he clearly doesn't want me when I'm here, though. That's the thing, because I know him. I know him very well. He is going to reach out to me. The second I leave Rome, I swear to God, Michael, that kid is going to freaking text me. I bet all my savings on it. And I am not going to respond. I I literally mean it this time. I don't want to see him or talk to him either now. Like, I, I, I think that was really what I needed to be done for good because... No, I'm not looking for a pen pal. I can't give you the power anymore to hurt me. Well, what are you looking for? Nothing from him. But you were looking for something. I was looking for something with him. What were you looking for? I would say love, but what I had with him was not love. When I went to the gelato shop, what was I looking for? Okay. Um, I guess I was hoping that he would be happy to see me and like want to hang out with me. I want to spend time with me and talk to me and do things. But clearly not. Um, I don't know if he's seeing someone that's really like not doesn't matter. It, it, It doesn't matter. But yeah, I think I was looking to reopen the door again. But I'm, I think I'm grateful that it didn't because I wasted, not that I think it's a waste, but nine months of my life wishing and longing and begging for someone to see me. And there's literally, I, I've come to the conclusion there is absolutely nothing in the entire world that I could do that will ever make this kid recognize my value so I have to stop searching for my worth in in him and in anyone in general you know yeah yeah but well I mean I'm glad that you have that insight um the hard part is always uh living that out you know like not getting and and maybe you won't get back on the gelato line in this instance, but like no. in metaphorically speaking, it's like how do we kind of take that from a theoretical and something that we kind of intellectually know and al- allow it to kind of shape the way that we live and our behaviors. That's the that then becomes the the area of practice, you know, like really kind of remembering that our life and our day-to-day is the ground for our spiritual practice. It's not, you know, the meditation, the yoga, all those things are the preparation, but we have to practice it in our day-to-day life and how we live. Yeah. Yeah. I was so hurt, Michael. I was so devastated i felt so stupid like i literally i have i don't think i've ever felt 
in, in that moment, like, I felt so dumb. Like, wow, I get it now. Like, he, he really doesn't give a fuck about me. He just gives a fuck about knowing that I still want him. Because he's going to reach out to me when I leave. Like, no, 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 it's over. Good riddance, though. I'm, I'm happy in hindsight that that happened, even though I, I, I was very just crushed just when I thought, oh, this kid, he can't, he can't get to me again. And he did. I'm like, okay, no, no, honey, (laughs) just no. (laughs) So the first two weeks were really rough because I felt very like heartbroken, you know, and um things have changed a lot since then but um it's just been a very interesting experience but that was definitely a big moment for me that I had to come to terms with and also I so okay there's another boy, obviously. We knew this was coming. <laughs> you, you called it. But this other person, um, they're also from Albania. But I was following Ram on Instagram. And I don't know why I was following him. Because I didn't want to see him and his shit that he was posting. But the last time I spoke to him before I left for Rome... He told me to follow him on Instagram because he's very, like, weirdly obsessed with his followers. So, anyway, I followed him. And he hadn't, like, messaged, talked to me, viewed my stories, nothing for the last four months, for the last four weeks. A couple days ago, I unfollowed him. And I guess he's a psycho that gets those reports, as we've discussed. And he's, of course, he views my profile then. So I just found that was super, um... Of course, he views your what? My my profile. Like, my stories. Oh, like, oh, you're, like, stories. He watches the stories. So it was just, um... Just wow. But it's okay. It's not my problem anymore. But on the bright side... I had two job offers and I declined both of them. Um, One of them was for a company that I've applied for so many times for a remote crisis counselor role. And the pay was really just laughable. Like their starting salary for a master's degree. I'm like, bro, I might as well work at McDonald's. Like what the fuck? So, um, I didn't care, though, because I wanted a remote job because I wanted the Spain visa for digital nomads. So they offered me the job. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Spain. And then they're like, LOL, you can only work remotely in the state of New York. So I'm just like, "Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's going to be a no for me, honey. Like, not with that pay. I'm not staying in New York and giving up my dream. No, thank you. So I said no. And then there was another job. Uh, do you know Free Family Residence and Essential Enterprises? Yeah. yeah. They had an operations director role open. And I guess they found my profile through Indeed. And they gave me a call. And I really don't want an in-person position in this moment unless it's located in Europe, you know. And they said, we have this operations director role And we thought you would be a great fit. So I did the interview and then uh, they didn't meet the salary that I was asking because if I'm going to come back to New York and live there, like I want a high salary to do that because I would be sacrificing all this. So they wouldn't meet that. And then they said, when are you coming back to New York? And I said, most likely the last week of June, first week of July. They said, oh, we would need you to start in like four weeks. And I said, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm going to be in Albania in a month from now. So I declined that. But I did apply to other positions in Spain. And I'm waiting to hear if I got the job. So hopefully if that works out well, then I would be moving to Spain in like September or October. 
So fingers crossed. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's really um, what's been going on with that. So what happened with this up the other guy? You brought that up, but then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm actually at his house right now. Oh, are you? And then if you can't talk about it, then don't talk about no, it. No, he's at work. He, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got very comfortable very quickly. <laughs> he gave me keys to his house, yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago, maybe like t- two weeks ago at this point, I was in Florence where I am right now. I went to Florence because I had this whole itinerary that every weekend since I'm not working on Saturday and Sunday – I will go to Naples, to Milan, to Venice, to Florence, to Bologna, like all these places, right? So the first place I went was Florence. I wasn't that impressed. Like, it's cool, but like, it's it's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's really nice. But like, I don't know. I was expecting more. So I go to Florence and I, t- I, I guess this is how he found me. I'm not sure. I tagged a location in a picture I posted. And sometimes people can view your stories or your profile if they look at that feed. So I guess I'm not really sure. Not the best with all this stuff. So I get a message from this guy. And this is going to sound very cocky, but I get so many messages, Michael. Like, I don't answer anyone. I, I, I don't have time or the interest to go freaking reading through all my DMs. But for some reason... I, I checked out his profile, I guess. And I'm like, wow, he's he's my type. Probably not good, my type. But I'm like, wow, he's he's very cute. And he started the conversation off in, like, a very quirky way instead of just a generic, like, hi or something weird. And I, I responded back to him. And I said, um, I noticed on his profile he had a lot of pictures in Albania. And I said, I'm actually going to Albania Next month, he says, oh, wow, I was born in the city that you're going to stay. So I'm like, oh, another Albanian. Great. So (laughs) just what I need, another Albanian in Italy, because it worked so well last time. So we started talking and we had just like a really good, really good conversation and rapport. And he said, you know, I live in Florence. Are you going to come back to Florence anytime soon? I'm like, no, I wasn't planning on it. I already went there. Like, why would I go back? You know, especially if I wasn't obsessed with the place. I said, but I am going to Bologna next weekend. And it's only it's only 30 minutes from Florence. So he said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Bologna with you if you want some company. So I said, all right, let me think about it. You know, because right now, I'm not really in the best headspace. I just had my heart shattered and like, I don't know if it's really a good idea to start anything with someone or especially someone off the internet. Like I really don't like meeting people off the internet and I'm alone. Like God forbid it be taken all over again. They were a gang of Albanians in that movie. So anyway, I went to Bologna and I agreed. I said, yeah, you you can come through. It's fine. So he comes to the train station and I see him, I'm like, wow, he's, like, not striking at all. Like, no, that was my first. First, there was no, like, immediate sexual or physical attraction at all. Really, none. It's not that I thought he was repulsive or ugly. I was just like, oh, he's, like, not very cute. And I did not like him at first. I, re- I really didn't. Like, I, I didn't. There was something about him. I, I just was like, oh. But I didn't feel unsafe or anything at any point. Like, my intuition felt fine. Like, this is a a safe person to spend time with. He's not going to kill me or something. Um, I made him send me pictures of his passport, pictures of his ID, and I sent it to my mom. I sent it to my friends. Like, I'm like, if I go missing, anything happens to me, this is who you're calling the FBI to go uh, arrest. So anyway... Um, we get dinner and that's when he kind of started, like, I started warming up to him and gave me like so so much information on Albania and and just 
yeah, I had a really nice time. So my dumbass, I'm like, do you want to come back to my apartment and stay the night? And of course he's like, yeah, <laughs> of course. But I made sure do like, have, wait, do you have an apartment or are you Airbnb? Oh, Airbnb. So I, I made sure though, like my wallet and everything valuable was locked up. Like, you know, I wasn't super, super dumb about it. So anyway, we go back to my Airbnb and obviously we have sex, which I was so happy about because I wanted to have sex so bad and it was so good. It was so good. So the next day I was going to go back to Rome and he said, do you want to come back to Florence with me? And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? So we, we went to Florence. He like co-owns a restaurant or something. I saw his house. He has his own apartment and he started growing on me. So I leave Monday. <laughs> I leave Monday and I didn't, I honestly, Michael, like I didn't expect anything. I didn't expect him to text me or to call me or for me to, I didn't really like him like that. Like I was just like, oh, I just had like the best sex of my life, but I'll leave it at that. You know, that's it. So I go home on Monday and yeah, I kind of liked him, but again, what am I going to do with another freaking guy in Italy? Like, no. So the whole week he's texting me every day, text, text, text all day, every day. And I like talking to him a lot. Like he's very sweet. So this week I get the freaking flu. I was supposed to go to Milan and Naples Hence why the appointment, I kept changing it. I'm sorry. So I canceled it because I, I didn't feel like spending four hours on the train to go to Milan and then going all the way to Naples. It was just, it's too much. So I canceled it. And next weekend's my last weekend. So we'll see. But I said to him, uh, he said something like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm figuring out what to do this weekend because I'm sick. I canceled my plans and it's like my last full weekend I don't want to waste any time, you know? And he said, why don't we hang out? So I was just like, okay, let me be stupid. Even though I have like a 100.3 fever and I feel like complete shit, let me go hang out with him. So then yesterday happened. So I come to Florence yesterday because he works or else he would have come to Rome. But the kid works six days a week. So it's really, it's fine for me. So I come to Florence and we hang out. And at some point during spending time with him yesterday, I'm like, fuck, I like him. I like him a lot. I'm like, no, why? Why do I like him? I don't want to. I really don't. I don't want to have feelings for anyone right now, especially someone that's 10,000 miles away from America. So I've been hanging out with him this weekend, and it's been... I'm not trying to get swept up in the under the Tuscan sun romance and shit because it was romantic last time and we saw how that worked out. So I'm really just trying to stay level headed and clear minded. But like it's it's hard to not get attached for me. Like with sex, it could go either way. I can get attached or I, I don't like with Stelios, the Greek guy. I didn't get attached like I it, it, it's 50 50, but you know, he's calling me baby and like holding my hand and me more and like all this shit. And I'm just like, please stop being so nice. Like, please, because it's, it's, it, when I felt that, oh no, I like him. I literally started hysterically crying. Why? No, not this again. So anyway, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel a lot of emotions right now. And he wants to go to London together on like a trip. And I would love to, but like, then what? Then I, then what? Like, I don't know, Michael. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, I, I think that the challenging part for you, Lauren, is 
you know, it it's going to be tough to have it both ways. Uh, I want to find myself. I want to be fall in love with myself. I want to not look for validation externally. But then, but and and I, I hope you know I don't say this with any judgment, but like this is the kind of challenging cycle that you find yourself in is, but then when you kind of just scratch that itch of like, oh, I just want to have sex, or I just want to kind of mm-hmm. like have a companion, that's kind of then feeding into the external validation piece. Probably. So, yeah. again, because I think that there is an addiction piece to it, it at it through that lens of like um you know you know how many times people will say to me oh i'm just going to use on the weekend like like they're an addict but i'm just going to use on friday and saturday night or i'm just i'm not going to use my drug of choice so then i'm okay like we come up with all of these like mental gymnastics to kind of um justify behaviors um, that give us what we're looking for but we can kind of mask it as it's it's not as bad as it was or it's not really so i i think that you have to kind of just be open to to looking at that and saying like well how did i how do i keep finding myself here you know how do i you know like because it's it is tough it's tough yeah, by agreeing to go out on dates, that's how I find myself here. <laughs> I guess by agreeing to go out on dates by kind of like thinking, and and this is also you know a, a little bit of a unhealthy pattern of like I can just I can sleep with someone and and kind of assume that there's going to be no sense of any deepening of the mm. connection, like. There's some unhealthy tendencies there. Yeah, um, that's true. On a, on a couple of levels, but like the the idea of like, well, I can have sex with this person and nothing will change, is a problematic. You know, it's weird though because though I I've had sex with a lot of people this year actually. I need to go to the doctor. It's probably not healthy, but in in September. <laughs> I had sex with this guy from my job and I, I didn't get attached at all. And then in December I had sex with this other guy. I don't, his name was Mike, I think. And again, like I, I didn't think about him at all after that. Not that, that, that that's good by any means. I'm not saying that's good, but no, I'm not, I, I understand. I'm saying, it, you know what I'm both, saying? It goes both ways. Yeah. 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 When I, I like a person, though, and, and I have sex with them, forget it. <laughs> it's like game over. It's my downfall. I'm like, I, I, we're having sex. I'm like, I don't even care if I get pregnant right now. Like, let's have kids and get married. Like, I just, it's so bad, Michael. I don't even know this person. I've spent, let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday. I've spent five days with them. Five days five days and yeah and you know that you know that's the other piece that kind of just weaving back into where this started with the feeling humiliated and rejected in the gelato stand (laughs) there becomes this this uh practice of like all right, I need to yeah. reaffirm my sense of self, right? Because if it's um, if it's just been shattered of like, oh, here I was, you know, uh, putting myself in front of this person and they rejected me twice. Mm-hmm. Now I like I need to kind of like feel good about myself. I need to I need to feel and be and remind myself that somebody likes me. Somebody wants me. And now, now you're in that mindset. So now it becomes, all right, how can I scratch this itch? You know, and that's, that's the cycle that's going to keep repeating until you 
you know, it sounds cliche and it sounds like until you are fully at home and with yourself, is until you are in love with yourself, until you're comfortable with yourself, um, you're going to, you're going to, you know, kind of keep on this, this cycle. And, and I'll just say this, and again, not to keep coming back to the addiction thing, but I think, because maybe the, the thought is, well, some people can just have, you know, date, fall over, and, and have sex, and, and some people can go to a bar and just drink, and like, you're not a, a drug addict, right? No. So you can just go and... Not finish my drink, finish yeah. Drug. I leave the not drink, finish, yeah. Leave the drink maybe get high on a Friday and then not touch anything for like a month or whatever. Like some people can do that. Addicts can't, but if the addict is like, well, they can go to the bar, they could drink. So I want to be able to also, mm. they're going to find themselves continuing to relapse because they're looking at somebody that doesn't have the conditions that they have. So if you're thinking that you can mm. just kind of date and hang out and have like casual sex and you know be kind of you know um just like friends with benefits and and like that does not work for you like that kicks up all of this stuff just like somebody that thinks oh i could you know so and so can go to the bar and, and drink so i can too not if you're an addict. It's so true. Yeah. So, so true. But so I, I think that I think you have to kind of start to shift your way of and this is not in a like shame based um uh like judgment or like beating yourself up, but like you have to start to kind of be much more in tune with who you are and your tendencies and what you like what you can do and what you can't do because um, otherwise you're going to find yourself in this, this kind of space. Yeah, it's true because honestly, Michael, like the second I started texting with this guy every day, I wasn't thinking about the rejection that Rom did at the July. Not at all. Like when I'm with the guy, sure. I think of him sometimes because he talks just like him. They sound so much like the things they say. I'm like, Oh my gosh. But that's really it. Like, I, I didn't have to sit with the pain of feeling so just sucker punch right to my heart. I, I haven't because it's like a escapism or a numbing agent for that, you know? And But it, it just, it scares me because to think if my drug of choice is men or sex or love or whatever you want to call it, like... Does that mean I have to be alone for the rest of my life to try to love myself instead? I don't, that's scary. Yeah. Well, no, I think there is a, a little bit of a, but I, I, well, let me just first by saying it's, it's a, I'm glad that you have that insight of like, as soon as you started texting him, you weren't, you know, and, and there it lies, like it's, value its purpose it's like you were running from what you were feeling and you found you found that escape agent you know this is what i can run this is what i can use to run away from what i'm feeling and we never heal we never grow we never find any kind of like spiritual death from running away it's only all of that comes from staying being at home in ourselves with all of the discomfort and all of the um, pain that we're feeling, so um, so that so to to your to your point, um, I don't know. I don't think it means that you have to enter into a life of chastity. Thank God. <laughs> it means though that you have to enter into a deeper, more loving relationship with yourself. And until you can be rejected and not run from the rejection, you are going to struggle to find 
healthy relationship. Yeah. I know. Because every relationship is going to be a running away from something. I'm running away from this into the arms of this person. Then that happens. And I'm running away from that into the arms of this person. Or something happens in your life. And I'm running away from that. And like, so in, you have to, it's, it's not that relation, the relationship is bad or that sex is bad. Mm. It's that running away from yourself to that is unhealthy. You're so spot on because <coughs> the running from person to person is absolutely true. I, in February, March, April, I was like obsessed with that guy, Pablo, that ghosted me. And then I come to Italy and I felt the rejection from Pablo. I'm like, oh, gelato scooper. Let me go open that door with Rom. And then Rom rejected me. And now I'm like somewhere else. Like it's, it's so tiring, but I, I, my legs, I don't know how to stop running. I just don't, I don't entertain any human connection. Like it's, it's hard. I feel like I have the, not the worst addictions because they're all equally shitty and terrible, but like with food, you can't just stop eating forever. Like, you know, with cigarettes, you can stop smoking the rest of your life. You'll stay alive. You'll be fine. Although you probably will feel shitty at first. Food, no. Human connection, woo. I mean, yeah. I'm not a monk. I don't want to be celibate. <laughs> yeah, there are some addictions where abstinence is um, is the path, right? Like drugs, smoke, you know, like alcohol. Like so, it's it's a it's a there is a it's an easier. I can remove this. I you know, and obviously it's not just about removing it, but like yes, that's. But uh, food, human connections, even, you know, like, even sex, it's not, you know, like, it's not like food, but it's, it's like a part of your life. Like, it's not, you know, so it's like, sure. so the, the shift in that focus is how do I develop a healthy relationship with it? Okay. And that is actually what good is required first is how do I develop a healthy relationship with myself? Yeah. How do I develop? How do I love myself? How do I practice and learn how to stop running, how to come back home? And that it, that's where the spiritual practice is because when we sit for meditation and we, we, know, we have all of these thoughts come up, all of these urges, all of these emotions and memories, and we don't get up off of the mat and go and do it, and we don't, you know, chase down a thought and get stuck there. We keep coming back to our body, back to our breath. What we're doing is kind of creating the patterns of being able to recognize the emotions that are arising, recognizing what's coming up. Um, and instead of running and running away from it, we actually learn how to sit with it. We learn how to welcome it. So now you have this rejection. And instead of how do I run from this, you have, the, the shift is how do I learn how to be gentle and tender to my rejection? Mm -hmm. How do I hold my rejection the way like a mother holds a baby and comfort it and soothe it and let it know that, you know, there is, um, that it's welcome here and that you're going to sit with your rejection, um, in such a way that you'll surround it with love. You'll surround it with care and affection and slowly begin to heal it rather than reject it. Yeah, because that's the shift, I think. Because I definitely sit with the rejection, but I don't think in a healthy way, because when I feel super sad, 
what I'll do is I'll turn really depressing heartbreak music on my phone and just lay in bed and start crying and I'll listen to the sad songs over and over and make myself feel so much worse. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not being like that's not being tender. No. You want to sit with it and and be gentle towards it. Soothe it, you know, rock it like a like a you were holding a child comfort it so the practice is then when you're aware of it um you know it's kind of like i don't know if you have any like younger cousins did you stay but um when that child comes running over to you and, and they're upset they're looking for it if you were to meet them with rejection if you were to yell at them and get angry that they are upset and and um and if you were to you know ignore them and you were to kind of like get frustrated and go do something else and just left them there by themselves like my parents did would become <laughs> yeah and, and yeah and did you say like your parents did yeah mm, so there's something there that you know to like, do you know what it's like to be lovingly tended to? Do you like, because that has to be like, do you know, we learn how to love ourselves essentially at first by being loved. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, so if you did that to a child, like that would just heighten their emotions. It's when you kind of scoop that child up and, and say, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what happened. Let me comfort you. Let me sit with you. Let me, you know, pat you on the back and stroke your hair and, and talk. Like, those, that kind of engaging in a tender way is what causes and allows for healing to take place. So you need to kind of enter into that with your own rejection. And just to weave this in, Lauren, with seven minutes left, your rejection wound is probably as deep as they get for whatever unresolved um, emotions from the adopt from being adopted. Probably as deep as it gets. Yeah, I would say so. You're, you're constantly trying to kind of like heal and cover up that feeling of rejection. And it, it's, it's only going to happen when you, when you stop trying to avoid it or, you know, in, in some ways reject the rejection and learn how to love Love that that part. Love that emotion. Love that. It's true. It's always the constant needing of like feeling wanted or approved of or, or accepted, and which it sucks because at twenty eight, like I have a great relationship with my birth mom, but I wish I could just go back like twenty years and just reprogram that initial seed that was planted. I just. <sighs> frustrating sometimes but the the work for you is to realize that this you know and maybe but it is now you have the power and the ability to heal you don't need you know you don't need to kind of like you know, find out about your birth. You don't need to hear your birth mom say anything. You don't need, what you need to do is, is heal that seed in which you view yourself as rejected and constantly in need of being, you know, validated through external acceptance. You have to kind of nurture that seed of it so you you hold tender the seed of rejection and then you start to nurture 
the seed of acceptance. Sure. Yeah, I agree. This will be the last thing I say. My birth mom said to me yesterday, because I told her about this guy. And I said, honestly, Jen, like I'm on a date with a guy and I'm feeling some type of way because I, I like him. And now I don't know what to do. Now I'm fucked because when I like people, all my common sense goes out the window. And she's like, just, you know, enjoy his company as a friend. And I'm like, yes, but you don't understand. Like my head and my heart don't know, friend. Like I just want someone to love and I want someone to love me. And she replied, she's like, well, God loves you. And I'm just like, big whoop. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, God loves me. Like, great. Like, I, I wish I could just let that be enough. But yeah, yeah. You know, because even that doesn't really matter if you're not able to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, then it's, and it's, um, it's true. But it's, it's only as significant as the person that's able to receive that and you know the uh, in some ways before I'll say this I don't know maybe I would I would rephrase it but in some ways before we can receive the love of God we have to receive the love of self like we have to love ourselves and be able to receive that love before we can fully kind of open ourselves up to receiving the love of God or in a healthy way, receiving the love of others, you know, anyone. So it's, um, yes, God loves you, but the more important question and work in this situation is, do you love you? Are you, have you accepted yourself? Not so much. That's where that that's where nurturing those seeds of acceptance that I was talking about is for you to practice radical acceptance of yourself. Yeah. Very difficult. <laughs> but I, I will continue to try to practice that. Yeah. So you're there until when? One more week and then I go to Albania for a month. Okay. Yeah, I will be back home in July. And is Albania in the same time zone? Yeah, but my schedule is going to be a lot different. So, you know, if we schedule a session, it shouldn't be so hard. Okay. I hope. (laughs) Um, Do you want to kind of wait and see how you settle into Albania? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, 